What is the nature of forgiveness? What is the nature of redemption? The biblical concept, going back to the Hebrew, of redemption means to buy back. Uh, And I think colloquially in English, the way we talk about redemption, think about the redemption of Darth Vader, or even the redemption of a, uh, you know, glass bottle or plastic bottle like back in the day, or an aluminum can uh, for recycling purposes, it means you give up something um, or sell something back to somebody, and there's an exchange of value there. Um, Now, uh, to be less kludgy about that, I guess I'm asking, how does one obtain redemption for themselves by giving something up, right? In the case of the recycling, you give the item back and you get a small amount of money back. Uh, In the case of Darth Vader, he gave up his life saving Luke from the Emperor, um, and that's how he was redeemed. And it's representative of the actions and the heart of a remorseful person uh, matching. They're coming into congruence with each other. You know, Vader had done all this evil and had been unrepentant, but then when he was repentant, uh, which repent in the Hebrew root of that means to turn back, and it means to turn, or to turn, it means to turn away from sin or from wrongdoing and turn back towards goodness, you know, Torah, God, whatever. But in this case, you know, it, we're talking about just broadly uh, turning from the wrong and going back to the right. And um, Dr. Mikamura uh, gets some measure of redemption in this episode when he gives up on his foolish pride, gives up on his ambition, and gives up his life in order to save Dr. Kashu, his old friend who he had betrayed. And um, this is partially in a desperate attempt to save his daughter from the grasp of uh, the Dark Gundam, and of course uh, the ambitions of Lube, who's you know, using her to power the Dark Gundam. And I think uh, it's a really interesting turn for the character, and I didn't remember whether or not he was going to be redeemed, and um, after seeing this episode, I would say that he basically earns redemption. This is MJ. Uh, you're listening to, watching, whatever, uh, King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, my platform for discussing one of my favorite anime of all time, Mobile Fighter G Gundam. This time I'm going to be talking about Mobile Fighter G Gundam, episode 47. So in the course of the episode, we get to um, learn a little bit more about the history of uh, the countries of Alube, of the Gundam fight, you know, different things. Uh, you know, the fact that all the nations, basically there was like a Cold War um vibe going where all the nations were developing weapons uh, to use against each other but where they were basically holding off on using them because of the Gundam fight but you can kind of think of it as they um, had all this stuff ready to go just in case uh, an actual war broke out which I guess really isn't um, a negative thing well you can get into geopolitics Um, We can get into geopolitics uh, in the comments if you really want to. So I'm just actually going to drop this here and and more talk about what happened in the episode. So the, uh, or or my thoughts on it all. So uh, Dr. Mikamura, um, you know, has his little redemption arc. He frees uh, Dr. Kashu and um, he does this all, you know, to save Rain, like I said earlier. And uh, Rain is basically 
completely inactive right now. She's completely passive. She is just, uh, she's been inserted into the dark Gundam, taken in by it, and uh, she's feeling it. She's, uh, she cries out in the beginning of the episode as Domun is approaching, and um, she becomes completely covered in DG cells, or I don't know quite how to define that, but she becomes metal rain, basically. And uh, while Domun is fighting off um, as best he can, the dark Gundam, you know, the Gundam heads popping out and his friends are helping him out. He's remembering the times that he spent with rain and, uh, he's having, you know, tender, uh, thoughts in the midst of this all. And, um, I have to say, uh, I find the inclusion of those moments, uh, refreshing, uh, and simultaneously frustrating because I wish more of their romantic relationship or their personal relationship even had been delved into throughout the course of the series because it always seemed like it was kind of there but then it just kind of pops up at the end um or i don't know in different places it, it gets focus um and it doesn't really feel like it's something that's organically persisting and existing all along uh in the background i don't know if i just said background twice but hey here we go um so, you know, that's a little frustrating to me, that aspect of it. But uh, overall, uh, I do find it very uh, satisfying. Um, it's cathartic to have a real villain, especially after learning that Master Asia wasn't truly a villain, that he had a noble, if misguided, purpose, or a misguided but noble purpose. And, um, you know, he's defeated, and then we had the original defeat of the Dark Gundam. I mean... Doman's defeated the Dark Gundam several times now. Uh, I think probably three total. Um, but I guess if I think about it really, the Dark Gundam um, isn't really an evil force that can be put to rest at any one... Or it can be put to rest, but it can never be fully eliminated because it represents something more that's going on. It's representing something emotional, and maybe it's representing the dark side of humanity because, after all... The Dark Gundam was originally intended to be the ultimate Gundam to um, purify, to regenerate um, the Earth after all the Gundam fights and the damage that they caused. And of course the Gundam fights are related to um, the ambition of people and their desire to have this fake war in order to uh, take control of everything. And Alube kind of focuses on that and adds a little more to that. And I neglected to mention the previous review that Domun uh, remembers Master's words that the Gundam fight is this fake war and that it's, you know, for this purpose and that it's ridiculous in some ways and it should make you stop and think, you know, what are we doing? Why are we doing these things? And of course, uh, a competition where, you know, none, where no to very few lives are lost is much better than all-out war. Uh, but you know what's better than either is, you know, commerce and peace and uh, people working together, which they can totally do. That's definitely an option that is ignored by the people in this world. And I mean the G Gundam world and our world too. Anyway, enough of that. I hope this doesn't step on what I'm going to say or what's what I'm going to want to say in the next episode. Although then I guess just the review for 48 will be shorter. Who knows? Maybe I'll fold 48 and 49 into a single review of the uh, you know big finale. But um, one of the great things in this episode is the sense of scale that is able to be accomplished and the sense of grandeur, uh, maybe not grandeur, maybe grandeur is the wrong word and scale is the correct word, but um, the Dark Gundam ends up taking over or integrating into itself huge chunks of the Neo-Japan colony. And 
the head of it, uh, or there's like, there's the main Gundam head, which is a, a new and improved one. Um, that's different from the one we've seen before that has like the yellow knobs on it that almost look like, I don't know, places where fingers would be. So the top protrusion looks different from its, or looks different than it's looked before. And there's also, um, another like much larger Gundam head that's coming out of, I don't know, the lower chest or abdomen area. And then there's like on the, where the right shoulder would be, there's another Gundam head and, or like a face of a Gundam. And they look a little more uh, well-designed. They're not the simple, you know, vicious, um, you know, mass-produced design of the Gundam heads, which are the, you know, the big things on the, the green stalks. Um, but Domoon looks small next to them, or, you know, Burning Gundam does, as well as all the other Gundams and the spaceships and um, the other colonies. You can see where they are. Um, it just happens to be that Neo Japan is kind of in the middle of them all. And um, when the uh, Dark Gundam is, like, in this new form... Uh, its hands are huge, the, the hands could easily fit around and probably crush Shining Gundam, and uh, the way it moves is really good. They almost do the thing that they do in Ultraman or Godzilla, other, you know, kaiju-type um, shows where they have that giant Gundam moving slowly. Of course, you know, Shining Gundam is flying uh, very fast, and you can see the jets going, but still the hand is catching up to it, even though it looks like it's moving comparatively slowly, and that's to give it that weight and that scale, and, um, they did a really good job with that, and I think, uh, that's going to be borne out even more when they enter the Gundam, um, you know, this massive Gundam that's cannibalized all these different parts of the colony, and I feel like that's really, uh, fun, and I think it's a neat trick, um, or I guess really it's more a neat idea that they've decided to embrace, um, to ratchet tension up as much as they possibly can. And that's pretty cool. All right, two quick questions before I check out. One, do you feel that Dr. Mikamura earns his redemption here? And two, uh, do you think they did a good job with the sense of grandeur, the you know, storyboarding and direction to make it all look like it's all happening as an epic space battle? Anyway, that's all I have to say. So remember, folks, go out there and grasp happiness. MJMunoz.com is home for all my work. Podcasts and reviews of anime, tokusatsu, Star Wars, and more. Plus my original writings. If you didn't enjoy this, critique me. If you did, leave me a comment. If you really like this, consider tipping me at coffee.com slash MJMunoz. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.